BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. A Dear Media original podcast. Today's episode is brought to us by Seed. And the thing about it is gut health and probiotics and the microbiome are absolutely buzzing in conversations and headlines and hashtags. And there are discoveries in the microbiome research that are absolutely transforming medicine and hygiene and diet. And honestly, with all of this amazing information, there's also a ton of misinformation and that can feel really confusing and overwhelming. That's why I love Seed so much. I think it's so important to be able to trust the science and integrity of a company. And when it comes to really learning about and maintaining a really healthy microbiome, Seed is a company that I really trust. I have to tell you, I have been taking this for a while and there was a moment at one point where I kind of lapsed and went to a different probiotic and I actually did feel a difference. I'm not going to lie. For me, I like to take this as the very last thing before I go to sleep. It makes me feel really good before I go to sleep to know that I'm doing something to take really good care of myself and my biome. Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic is a plant-based prebiotic and probiotic with 24 strains that have been clinically or scientifically studied for its benefits. If you haven't taken probiotics before and haven't really felt a difference, it's likely because the capsule isn't designed to survive in your stomach acid with the bile salts and digestive enzymes. Seed is different. Get the real deal in a symbiotic when that's backed by clinical trials and scientific data. Visit seed.com slash instincts and use the code instincts to redeem 30% off your first month of Seed's DS01 daily symbiotic. That's seed.com slash instincts and use the code instincts. Hi, welcome to Good Instincts. I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. This should feel good, like really good. And it will, I promise. Today we have Sophie Jaffe on the podcast, founder of Philosophy and someone really important to me. Mm. Thank you so much so for being here. So happy to be here. So, I'm, so thrilled. I'm really, really, really happy to be here with you. And the first thing I wanted to talk about is I think the most major thing that's going on with you right now, which is that you you lost a parent recently. And I wanted to know, you've been speaking about it so beautifully on Instagram, and I think it's been helping so many people. And it's been really powerful for me personally. And I was wondering if you could just share a little bit about how you're doing right now and just a little bit about it. Yeah. Thanks for caring and asking. I'm going to do my best to stay out of the emotion. 
My mom passed away about a month ago. Yeah. It was very sudden. She had cancer. She's a natural, like naturopath, nurse practitioner, had a lump, ignored the lump, thought she could acupuncture it away. And, you know, she's very much into homeopathics and she raised us very natural. Just so for all the wellness people listening, get your shit checked out. I love that. Get your shit checked out. You can't acupuncture things away. You can't wish them away. There's real science and, you know, amazing people in the medical field that can help you and support you. If there's something going on, just get it checked out. So by the time she got it checked out, it was way too late. At that point, she could barely breathe. It was lung cancer. It spread Mm. everywhere. And it was happening really suddenly. And so they put her on hospice. They were like, you know, head home. We're going to put you on hospice. She's like, all right. She had the most beautiful spirit and energy and grace Mm. throughout the entire experience, which then as her daughter— Watching that example made me feel more safe. Mm. And I think for her, because she is so was so smart, she is a nurse practitioner. she she had that knowledge, that medical background. So she when she saw the scans, she was like, "Oh shit." She was like, had a southern accent. She's like, "Oh, honey, I've been looking at these CT scans my whole life, and I've never seen one this bad. And it's mine. I can't believe it's mine. Like, just so matter of fact. Yeah. I'm dying. And this sucks. You know, and at one point, my sister said she was, like, crying on the phone with her. And she's like, oh, honey, why are you crying? She's like, it's so sad. And she's like, don't be sad. Be mad. (laughs) And so my mom, be mad at the cancer. Let's not be sad. Yeah. And, you know, a little bypassing there. But yeah, yeah. like. You're allowed. You have yeah, cancer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was a very fast process. It was about two months. It was a whirlwind. I brought Noah, my five-year-old, almost five-year-old, back with me about three weeks before the, the dying process began, the really, like, next level. I'm so glad I brought her back to, to experience my mother. They, she was very connected. My mom adored her. Mm. Like, after she passed, we saw all her passwords on, like, her computer and stuff. It's all, like— Noah, my darling. Oh. Noah, my angel. Like, oh, like, oh. oh my God, she loved her so much. And she lives in Maryland and I'm 3,000 miles away yeah. in LA. So, you know, I don't really know what's going on day yeah. to day, but like day to day, she's obsessed with my yeah, daughter and that. my kids. So I brought Noah back and we had a great experience. My mom was lively. She was on oxygen, but that was it. Yeah. And she was so herself, wild and partying. And she just did death in the most inspiring way to the very end. So, up until the last two weeks of her life, she was having dinner parties. She had a, her friend who's a chef come over. Wow. She was like full on. She's a fire sign. She's Sagittarius. She just lives life to the fullest. And I learned a lot about her life during those last two weeks, but she really lived life. Like life is for the living, she would say. Wow. I think that, you know, and we were talking offline about this too, is that, and I've found this in my own way, not in losing a parent, but just in extreme grief that like, obviously this was a really beautiful, and you've spoken about this, a really beautiful experience. But then the after part and and the actual grief, what I have found and what I've read a lot about and which has actually been true for me, and I'm curious if it's true for you, is that like in that grief, if you let it 
kind of like wash over you in this really specific way, you kind of find the most like soft, tenderest, Mm. truest, peaceful in a way Mm. part of you. Mm -hmm. Of course, you don't like wish that that had happened, but I was wondering how the grief process has been for you since. Yeah. So because I was grieving while she was still alive. Yeah. I was in a puddle in my kitchen one night, just sobbing. The Mm -hmm. ugliest tears you've ever seen. And all three of my kids just slowly, one by one, came out of their rooms and just laid with me on the kitchen floor. My Mm -hmm. husband were all just in a puddle of tears. Because I got to mourn the death of my mother while she was, she was so matter of fact about it. She's like, I'm dying. Yeah. She's like, it's curtains for me. Like, mom, can you not? Yeah. (laughs) she just was an acceptance. She yeah. just accepted her fate. She understood the facts. And she's like, okay, I'm going to die the way I want to die. With grace, with acceptance, without fighting, without medicine. I mean, a little right. bit of medicine. Right. <laughs> Good stuff. Good. But like without being in the hospital, in right. her home. So yeah, I think I have no idea what's going to happen. It's been one month. Right. But what I feel intuitively is that I grieved my mother's death while she was still alive. Like mm. I, when I went back after Noah came home, came home, went on spring break with my kids, left spring break. I went to Maryland to be with my mom. My kids yeah. came home with my husband. I went back to Maryland and like I got there on a Saturday. She died on a Monday, two weeks later. From the moment I got there, I was at her feet, mm. crying, loving on her feeling all my feelings, letting them come up. It was overwhelming how much grief I felt. And she was right there. I love that. So, and and whether she was in the room or not, you know, like I'd be like taking a walk and just bawling. And it's, I got to feel everything. There was no, I didn't have to pause anything. I didn't have to put on an act. I didn't have to be quiet for any little ones. My kids weren't there. I got to just feel everything as it was emerging. So I'm not left with, like, it's not like I walked in and my mom, I was, I was at her deathbed. Yeah. It was a two-week beautiful portal. Wow. Where I, I didn't know I was walking into this, but maybe intuitively I did. So my sister and I came back and we, in two weeks, like, helped her walk to the other side. Wow. And we became her caretakers. Wow. Again, not unknowingly, but kind of felt it, got one-way tickets. <sighs> yeah. I feel like, I just think it's an it's been a very American thing, but we don't obviously talk about death. We don't. And in a way, your mom being so matter of fact about it was actually just a huge gift to you guys because it wasn't like this vague, ambiguous thing. And I think no one wants to think about it and no one wants to talk about it. But I know the demos of our show and everything and followers and stuff. And like, we're all of a certain age and eventually our parents will pass. And and even saying that sounds yucky and sad and awful. No, but it's... But but it is a reality. Yeah. Yeah. And I was wondering if you had any advice. I mean, anything that you could impart. Yeah. I mean, I think the greatest gift that I gave myself and my mother was the presence that I brought. Mm. So during that two weeks, I had no work. I didn't have my kids. I didn't miss my kids because I was in it. Yeah. And the presence that I experienced with her and with myself was something that I've actually never experienced in my entire life. And wow. I didn't know I was capable of that amount of, I thought I was being present. Yeah. And then I experienced that. And so I think knowing that we only have one parent or two parents or four parents and that's it. And then they go, 
knowing that they, that is our lifeline and they gave us life and they are on their way out. If you are lucky enough to know that there's a time period in which they're going to pass, give yourself the gift of being fully present to that experience and show up and be there to the best of your ability with the boundaries you need. I had zero because of the nature of our relationship over the last couple of decades. I was ready to show up and give my all. Mm. That's what I needed for my own healing, my own medicine, like what I needed that as much as she did. Oh, yeah. So giving her that when I've had to like be at a distance for a long time for my own sanity and safety. Yeah. I think that dynamic and that presence was the greatest gift. I was not working. I, I was just there. I was in my feelings. I was there with her. I mean, it took 25 minutes to walk to the bathroom, walk her to the bathroom, 25 minutes to walk her back, yeah. 30 minutes to give her medicine. Like it, it was patience and presence. Mm. And we didn't know really what we were doing. My sister and I were like tweedledee and tweedledum, and we yeah. just figured it out. Yeah, that's beautiful <laughs> that you had each other. And too. found joy in it where we couldn't be more different. And we found each other and we found our strengths and we just locked in. We asked lots of questions whenever we'd have the nurse there, be like asking all the questions, but like, it's honestly a very, or it's like birth. Yeah. And that's what I realized. It's very much a parallel to birth. There's Mm. active death, there's active labor, there's pre-death, there's pre-labor. It's, it's a process and it's holding someone's hand through it. There's not a blueprint. It's just, you know, it's, it's being present to every breath, every sound, everything, every, there's signs, there's signs like in labor. No, you were her death doula. Yeah. Yeah, actually. Wow. That is so, so powerful. It's almost hard to like transition off of that because it's such a powerful topic. And I know that it has been so just, I can see it in your face, how monumental it's been It was monumental. It was it was like doing like, I've never done ayahuasca, but I can imagine it was like drinking cups of ayahuasca all day, every day, all night and not stopping for right. two weeks. Wow. Like being in this medicinal, it was medicinal. It was, it was like I was our doula, but it was more than that. It was like, she was my shaman and I was hers. You know, it was like, wow. we were in this, it was so wild. And to close this up, yeah. I want to just say that My only fear as a child, Mm. my only fear was that my dad was going to die young. Oh, My dad is 10 years older than my mom. My dad always, at least in my mind, seemed older than all my friends' dads. He grayed at 29, Mm. you know? So I just had this fear. My parents divorced when I was eight. And I just have all these journals filled up of like, I don't want my dad to die. I love my dad so much. And like just all this drama. But it was real. And it was the only fear that Mm. I've really ever had is that my dad would die. So A, my dad didn't die. He was actually right there with us for this process with oh, my mom. That's beautiful. They had been divorced 30 years and he was there holding space for all of us. And I she was that. so at peace with that. Not only was my fear wrong in that way that he did not pass away first, but also it just shows like this thing that I thought was so scary mm. was actually the most beautiful experience of my entire life. The most profound experience was my mother's death. Wow. I will, that was the most profound experience. It was the most growing and learning and, and reflection and who I am and who I'm not and all of it. And it's not scary. If It doesn't have to be scary, I guess is the point. I think that that's really important. I think that's important for me to hear. I think that's important for probably so many listeners to hear. And, and just in that 
this idea that we build up these things as the scariest things. And to be honest, I mean, it is awful and it is there sad. Was, and oh, I was afraid. There yeah. were moments where I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Right. And then I just shut out the world and I found my truth. Yeah. And I started cutting cords in my head with her and I started letting her know, like, you can go whenever you're ready to go, you know? And as children, like we have this aching for our parents. And so I was holding on to this. Mm. We all have these cords. And so it was my job as I was there. I like understood the assignment, right? Like, wow, it's time to let her go and help her to die peacefully and gracefully. And that was the assignment. And we didn't know it getting there. We thought we were going to help her extend her life. Oh, wow. We were like, we're going to get on there. We're going to get her off those meds. Like, it's clearly what the problem is. Let's get our mom back. And when we got there, we realized that we did not understand what was going on from a distance. That's such a letting. That's also a huge birth thing. The letting go and realizing that the letting go. And there's so much freedom in that. And it's so hard. And wow. I mean, the other thing that you mentioned that I do think is really important and we kind of had an episode on this a little bit, which is that like, listen, I'm into natural shit. I mm-hmm. clean with vinegar. Yeah. I'm super like sure. that. And and there have been times that I've foregone medical treatment and it was misguided and mm-hmm. I suffered in a mm-hmm. way that I didn't need to. Yeah. So I think that, that I love that you you had that as a side note of like- I needed to see that. You totally. Yeah. Like the acupuncture is great, but like get your shit checked yeah. out. Yeah. I think that that's really important. So anyone that's listening can tell like there's some witchy shit going on. There's some like good witch stuff. Yeah. And you have an amazing company, Philosophy, mm-hmm. and it's powders and dust. I want you to talk a little bit about it. And I also want to know how you use it. Like I want to know, I think people want to know about your witchy shit. Yeah. I started Philosophy about 10 years ago. I was vegan at the time, very plant-based. I have hereditarily high cholesterol. So I thought, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to didn't do anything because it's hereditary. Diet and exercise doesn't really affect it. So at the time, there was no, I was working at Equinox as a trainer. I was personal training and teaching yoga and early 20s, mid 20s at this point. And I fell in love with superfoods working at a juice bar in Hollywood. And I was working with all these celebrities and playing very witchy, like playing with superfoods, seeing how they affected my body, seeing how they came, the clientele that came in, the celebrities I worked with looking how there was a superfood for every, there's something for everyone. And they also are adaptogens. So they adapt to what you're needing energetically. So they're very versatile. And so I really feel like I got a PhD working at that juice bar in superfoods. And then I left the juice bar and started philosophy. And I had Kai. Kai was, you know, I was pregnant with Kai when I first started playing with these superfoods. And Green Dream was the first. Green Dream is a plant-based protein powder filled with superfoods. So the primary intention was not to make a protein powder. It was to make a superfood blend. Yeah. And to make, it was really about convenience. I have all these celebrities. They're like, I don't want 12 jars of shit. I want to know, like, what do I put in this thing? So okay, just when you make a chocolate shake, everything that's in this mason jar, put a tablespoon. Uh. Everything that's in, when you're green one, this one, the berry one, this one. So those are the three OG blends is the Berry Bliss, Green Dream, and cacao magic. There's no sugar in them. There's no stevia in them. There's no filler. They're organic, raw, or like just top of the line, gluten-free, of course. And just the best superfoods and nutrients on the planet, but in a specific way that tastes really good. So the green powder you could put in your hand and lick and it it actually tastes great. Yeah. Yeah. So a little bit goes a long way. I use them all, all day, 
in all different ways. Amazing. They're so versatile because they can be sweet or savory. I love that. So yesterday I made eggs and I added green dream powder and like everything but the bagel as the seasoning. And that was it. Amazing. You um, put it on popcorn. You can put it on popcorn. You can add it to pesto. Yeah. You can, I put it on my salad. Um, avocado toast. It just adds green dream and sea salt. It's perfect. And it actually makes it taste better. It's not like, oh good, I'm getting my greens and it actually adds this really great flavor profile. Yeah. So it's just, it's fun. It's been my baby for a long time this year. It is, I've completely shifted gears and that is my priority. I've been putting about 85% of my efforts daily into philosophy and helping it grow. And up until this point, it was just like a labor of love. And then I was full-time influencing and teaching and doing all these other things to fund my passion, which was philosophy. And now this year, I'm lucky enough to have gotten to the point where I can actually prioritize that. That's amazing. Put it front and center. So congratulations. It's really exciting. It's really exciting and it's really high quality. And I'm not just saying that. It it just really is. And you can tell, and there's so many products out there, but I think like you you can really tell when something is just like made truly with love and care. And it's something that you would eat and and give to your kids and and your family. Single day. My kids love all of it. My daughter's like, give it to me. And she licks it off the thing (laughs) and like licks it off the spoon. I'm like, you're my greatest (laughs) cheerleader. The last thing I would be remiss if I did not mention, because I just think it's so interesting and people are not talking about this. Mm -hmm. And you've talked about this a ton. So I'm not like catching off guard. I don't care. You and your husband, you have this, you've been together for a really long time. You both early on had infidelity and you came back from that. And with this extreme trust, I know, I think it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I think it's special. I think you guys are both special together. I was wondering just if you had any wisdom to impart on that, because I know the relationship stuff is something that's really interesting for you. Yeah. So in my early 20s, he and I were just young, you know, kids at UCLA and he was doing, he was in his graduate program, getting his PhD. And I was in my junior year and we met, we fell in love very quick. I was out of a bad relationship and I was really young. Actually, when we first met, I was 20. A few years went on. We were madly in love and he cheated on me. And I talk about this very openly. You can search for, it's like wrote for women's health and all different articles. And the reason that we broke up for a year we found each other again. It's a beautiful love story. You can find mm. it on our podcast, Ignited, if you look up our story. Mm. And we talk about all of the infidelity in detail there from both sides. Because later, 10 years later, I cheated on him. Wow. And so we talk about the whole thing. Yeah. If you want to find it, you can find it really easily, our story. So it was actually the greatest blessing and gift to our relationship. And the reason we are where we are today is because of that experience. And now we get to help couples during their most traumatic, challenging, really vulnerable, raw times in their lives where their whole world feels like it's upside down. And it happened in different phases with the DNI. So it was when we were young and in college, and then we got back together. And then there was another phase and I was pregnant. And then there was another phase and we were engaged. It's it's like, it's not like it just happened when we were young and like kids do yeah. that. It was, it, and he had, you know, issues with addiction prior to me knowing him and he went to jail and he has a whole crazy, amazing, beautiful story. And that's what attracted me to him, of course. Yeah. Was that like he's so driven and he's so passionate and he's so experienced and been through so many different wild things. And yet he wasn't healed and you can't just stop doing something and not actually deal with the root cause. 
you can take away alcohol or you can take away drugs. In his case, it was meth. You can take that away. Wow. You can show up to meetings. You can go through the motions. You cannot do the thing. That doesn't mean that you've healed from whatever it is that's creating that desire mm. to escape, creating that desire to lie, creating that desire to use and, and you know, yeah, escape. So he was confronted with that. And I was took my ring off, ready to go. And yeah, so we went through a whole process. And yet when I was in that, in the depths of hell, there was nothing online, no articles, no positivity, nothing. I mean, there really wasn't social media then, but I searched high and low. There was nothing positive about staying with your partner mm. after there's some infidelity or cheating. Yeah. So that's why after we had really gone through several years of therapy and working our shit out and all sorts of healers and, you know, witchy to more traditional yeah. therapeutic ways to get through it for both of us. Me letting go and, and accepting and healing and then him actually dealing with the root cause. Mm. Once we had gotten through all of that, I asked his permission if I could start talking about it publicly because I felt very passionate about the fact that there was nothing. And like, I, I want to scream from the mountaintops. Like, we're better than ever. Wow. However, like, you do have to make sure certain things, like both couples, both people in the coupleship are ready and willing to work, to roll up their sleeves and really look at themselves because it's not just the person who cheated. There's a reason. There's a dynamic that you both created mm. and it's not to put the blame on me, but it's not fully his fault. Interesting. I brought my own stuff to the table. And so it's, that's just the first. So if you don't get through that hurdle and you're not both willing to work and look at yourselves, then yeah, people come all the time asking like, well, how do I know if like I should right, stay? Right. And, and I don't know. Uh, but that's the first thing is you both have to be ready and willing to wow. really get ready to work. And it can be some weird, crazy shit. You know, it's just, it's so honest. You're always like so open-hearted and so honest. And I think it's so special. I think people are going to get so much out of this. I could talk I to you so. for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> Where can people find you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram, sophie.jaffe, the two Fs, thephilosophy.com for my superfoods. And my husband and I have a podcast that we don't really do too much anymore. My husband does it more on his own, but he is up to some really cool stuff. And that's Ignited, I-G-N-T-D. So come check us out. Come say hi. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you I love so you. much. I love you too. So good. Thank you so much for listening to Good Instincts. Hosted and written by me, Shira Barlow. You can find me on Instagram at Shira underscore RD. Good Instincts is a Dear Media Daily Today's episode is brought to us by Seed. And the thing about it is gut health and probiotics and the microbiome are absolutely buzzing in conversations and headlines and hashtags. And there are discoveries in the microbiome research that are absolutely transforming medicine and hygiene and diet. And honestly, with all of this amazing information, there's also a ton of misinformation and that can feel really confusing and overwhelming. That's why I love Seed so much. I think it's so important to be able to trust the science and integrity of a company. And when it comes to really learning about and maintaining a really healthy microbiome, Seed is a company that I really trust. I have to tell you, I have been taking this for a while and there was a moment at one point where I kind of lapsed and went to a different probiotic and I actually did feel a difference. I'm not going to lie. For me, I like to take this as the very last thing before I go to sleep. It makes me feel really good before I go to sleep to know that I'm doing something to take really good care of myself and my biome. 
Seeds DS01 Daily Symbiotic is a plant-based prebiotic and probiotic with 24 strains that have been clinically or scientifically studied for its benefits. If you haven't taken probiotics before and haven't really felt a difference, it's likely because the capsule isn't designed to survive in your stomach acid with the bile salts and digestive enzymes. Seed is different. Get the real deal in a symbiotic when that's backed by clinical trials and scientific data. Visit seed.com slash instincts and use the code instincts to redeem 30% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash instincts and use the code instincts. <laughs> 